your your brain on porn by Gary Wilson is a, is a big platform uh, where they they're not Muslims they're not religious at all mm. and they are still talking about the harmful impact of pornography. So are the like not just pornography but addiction and masturbation and all these kind of like similar uh, things. What are the harms of? They, they're all related. But first of all, I just wanted to mention a few things about what, what pornography could do to the society before getting into the... Uh, so I said relationship, uh, mental health. Who could have imagined that some images online could lead you to depression and anxiety? That's pornography. Yeah. Uh, pornography could de- lead to lack of productivity. Many people who can, we, we have seen uh, in our counseling uh, career uh, who have actually been fired as a result of their addiction to pornography so you, and so on and so, so you forth. you counsel people through like porn addiction? Ah. Yes, yeah, so uh, recently, I think uh, about a few years ago, we, we started the Aware Academy Global. Mm-hmm. It's a platform dedicated to train people to uh, earn a certification on how to counsel and how to coach uh, people who are addicted to pornography. Subhanallah, I didn't even know that was a thing. It is a thing, brother. Addiction addiction is defined by expert as a brain disease. And it's not only about substance addiction. We used to, whenever you you hear the word addiction, you would always think of cocaine and heroin and whatnot. But actually now now there are a lot of studies. Cambridge University have already released a study many years ago saying that uh, pornography addiction resemble cocaine and heroin addiction. Uh, Whatever happens in the brain... uh, of those who are, you know, addicted to cocaine and heroin, exactly is happening to those who are watching yeah. pornography. Subhanallah. So because we know now the harms, what are like the stepping stones to make you kind of lead into that? Even, well, what do you first define as porn addiction? How frequent is it? Is it, or even masturbation, as things like that? Is it once a week, once a month? So, so addiction is a repetitive pattern. Whether it is daily, weekly, monthly, it can be sometimes very compelling and sometimes occasional mm. visit. I don't see a difference between someone who uh, watch porn uh, weekly or, or somebody who's watching uh, every day. It's like smoking one cigarette a day for five years and smoking a pack of cigarettes a day for five years. Both are addicted, just the addiction level varies. So the best, that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, uh, you know, to, to lower your gaze and as a result, your private parts will be protected. Uh, lower the gaze. Don't even give a chance for yourself to see these things because what are the chances for you to get hooked on them for the rest of your life? I know people who've been addicted to pornography for 40 plus years. Their entire life, man. Subhanallah. When, when will you ever uh, get rid of it? So you have to uh, cold turkey, as I said, you know. Cold you know, turkey works? Uh, wallah, it works with people who are willing to take the, the, the difficult way mm. to, uh, to to cut this habit from the lives. Any addiction, it's your own jihad, like even lowering the gaze or backbiting, talking about people, you know. It's no swearing. It's always going to be a bit difficult, you know. You need to do some hard yeah. work. And and the hard work is just for a year or two. You know, I have a friend of mine here in Perth, uh, Sheikh Yusuf Parker, may Allah bless him. He, he, uh, he runs a, a school and Islamic center. And I was talking to him about his children and so on. And that, mashallah, they memorize the Quran. He said, this, this what you can see now, my, my daughter and my son memorizing the Quran. Mashallah, tabarakallah, like, no mistake. May Allah protect them. Amen. He said it was the effort of two years homeschooling. We don't go out only on Saturdays for two consecutive years. Effort. Con- but yeah. look at them now. Freedom. 
they go outside. They interact. Yeah. See, so addiction is like that. Addiction is something really difficult to deal with. Mm. And you can't get rid of that addiction on your own. And this is something for all the viewers. If you think that you want to uh, really uh, get rid of your addiction on your, by yourself, you're, you're kidding yourself. You need impossible? Nearly impossible. Okay. Nearly impossible. You need you need the right environment. Mm. You need the right structure in place. Do's and don'ts. Boundaries in place. You need to learn the art of consistency. You know the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi said, The most beloved actions to Allah subhanahu wa taala are consistent, small actions. Even if they are small, doesn't yeah. matter. But you need to learn how to be consistent. This is the problem. We hear a good inspiring inspiration lecture and then we get into the mood. Yeah. But a week later, we forget about the lecture. And fourthly, and that's the most important angle of cure, is people. You need people. Not only environment is the surrounding, the places that, you know, the filters on your laptops and devices, you have to put filters, things mm. to block these nudity from coming across your life. But you need also people to be involved in your recovery. If you don't tell your spouse, if you don't tell your husband, if you don't tell your wife, if you don't tell your family members, if you don't tell your brothers, a coach, a professional counselor, you will never be able to get rid of that addiction on your own. So what's the stepping stones if I've identified like I have an addiction, you know, either masturbation or um, pornography, and it's something I do, like you said, it might not be weekly, it might be monthly or whatever. What's the first two, three, four, five steps I should be doing to try to overcome it? Especially yeah. like the month of Ramadan's coming up. It's kind of a time where everyone wants to kind of overcome all their insecurities, all their flaws, all their mistakes, all their sins. So it's kind of like an ideal time now, inshallah, to take action. Tell someone that you trust. First step, in my opinion. Okay. Approach someone that you really trust. And you believe that that person will leave everything behind and pay attention to your plea. Mm. And that person will do his best or her best to help you. If you are a husband, I'm telling you, my brothers, if you're a husband, the first and most important person to tell is your wife. Mm. If you're a sister, because sisters are also not immune of this addiction. If you're a sister, I advise you to hold it a little bit. Don't tell your husband, but tell a sister in the community that you trust. You must let someone else to get in control of your actions. Otherwise, you will always keep coming to that uh, in that cycle. Second, I always call uh, you know this tip uh, environmental invasion. Look around you. What are the things that remind you of your activity? Are your devices always in your bedroom behind closed doors? Uh, we mentioned earlier, uh, you know, about filters and softwares that can block these nudity. Mashallah, we have Family Zone, a big, a, a great platform here in Australia. It's based in Australia in Sydney. Uh, they have this uh, beautiful application that can uh, involve an accountability partner, someone to monitor your behavior. Not to spy on you, not to see what exactly you're doing, but at least they will get a report on those red flagged uh, websites. And, 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 and their role is that when these reports come across, to call you, to support you, to tell you something, you see. So uh, this is just to mention a few of uh, some of the necessary steps to get rid of your However, for someone, a lot of people are going to be listening and saying, oh, I don't have someone to tell. I have no one to tell. So what should they be doing? Is there... Call the Aware Academy. Contact us. We are people. Contact you? Yes. That's what we do. We, we do group counseling. We do one-on-one -on -one counseling. We do, as I mentioned, certification programs. We, we deal with this in a very professional manner. Alhamdulillah, 
just recently we certified over 20 coaches around the world from australia we have in sydney we have we have one person only in melbourne so far we have people in pakistan in malaysia in the uk alhamdulillah we have people around the world who are ready to help just you move forward because as i mentioned you will never be able to break free nearly impossible to break free from any addiction substance addiction or behavior addiction on your own you need some you know the right environment and the right team members I've heard stories, so I'm not married, but I've heard stories about people who were addicted and then even when they got married, they couldn't find like enjoyment with their spouse. What are like just different things like masturbation and pornography and different kind of like you find enjoyment in it? Is there different levels to it? And then what's the highest level? Where is it like easier maybe to stop? As I, as I mentioned earlier, pornography usually destroys relationships on so many levels. And one of the things that pornography really ruined completely is sexual relationship. So many people are addicted, unmarried, single people. May Allah protect us all and, you know, and, and help them to lower their gaze and protect their private parts. But many of them, they, they have this misconception that when I get married, I'll quit. And this is the biggest lie that they lie to themselves because addiction is in the brain. It's actually a physical damage in the brain. It, it shrinks the prefrontal cortex of our brain, which is responsible for our focus, for our memory, for our decision-making. Can you imagine? So when you get married, yes, you'll enjoy now the actual relationship, but a few months later, the addictive cycle will kick in because it's in the brain. It has nothing to do with your spouse. You understand? So it's not the cure to get married. Addiction, you know, porn addiction, masturbation addiction will not be cured just because you got married. You need a holistic approach to really get rid of that uh, disease. So uh, some people, unfortunately, when, when, when they indulge in these activities for many, many years, then they don't feel this enjoyment and that pleasure that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made lawful between mm. spouses. SubhanAllah, that's why uh, the ayah that I just recited earlier, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking to the believers. Tell to the believing men to lower their gaze. As a result, their private parts will be protected. Which means if you don't, if you don't as a believer, you will have your halal spouse, yet you will not have, you will not find this enjoyment. Can you imagine? And that's that's what grieves people. And that, as a result, they, they, uh, they run uh, to prostitutes, to masturbation and all that. And, uh, and masturbation could lead to uh, other problems, you know, uh, erectile dysfunction, which means uh, an individual, a man, may not be able to even function sexually with his lawful spouse. Look at the punishment. That, that can happen. It happens, and it happens to people as young as 18 now. So and it's not even called erectile dysfunction now by expert. It is called porn-induced erectile dysfunction. It, it is related to the brain conditioning. Your brain had conditioned you for years to masturbate through screens and pixels. So when you have a real-life partner, a wife, you won't be able to function sexually with her because the brain cannot register that this is actually sexual activity. And as a result, they lose the ability of erection. SubhanAllah When they are on porn and screens, they have no problem. When they are with their partners, they fail. Even sisters who are watching, please be careful because also many sisters, they are suffering from what is known as situational anorgasmia. The inability of reaching climax with their spouses. Why? Because again, the brain had conditioned them 
to reach to that state through screens, through images, and so on and so forth. So it's a disastrous thing to even think of on all levels. So as a either male or female, say as a male or female, at the age of like not at any age, at that first stage, should we be trying to kill it as early as we can? So even if now Ramadan's coming up, what kind of things? Because Ramadan's the month of like killing our desires. Our stomach has desires, and we're not going to be feeding it with drinks or food. You know what kind of things could we possibly do in Ramadan? Because isn't there a hadith about fasting helps? You know, with sexual design. Yeah, so, so subhanAllah, the Prophet gave this advice to young people. Ya ma'ashar al-shabab. Oh, young people. Whoever amongst you is not able to get married, then what to do? Fast. Because yeah. fasting will curb this, uh, this desire. Will not kill it. Yeah. Uh, Islam is not after killing the desires. The desire is something Allah had planted in us. We cannot just kill it. Mm. But rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had taught us to train ourselves to control them for some time. Even drink, drinks and, 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 and food during the day of Ramadan becomes haram. Mm. Something that's halal becomes haram, yeah. Everything, man. Mm. Water becomes haram during the day of Ramadan. Right? Yeah. You can't drink water. Exactly. Why? Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala interested to make us uh, suffer? No. Mm. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is training us to control our desires because sometimes we would be tempted with sexual desires outside Ramadan, some other time, and we need to hold ourselves mm. until Allah opened doors for us to fulfill those desires with our lawful spouses. So now Ramadan is coming, inshallah ta'ala, less than 15 days, I think. Inshallah. Is it? Yes. Yeah, or about 17, yeah. 18 days, inshallah ta'ala. My advice would be practice Ramadan now. Mm. We are in the best month of the year as well, like one of the best months of the year, Sha'ban. And the Prophet used to fast the majority of days in Sha'ban. Live today, my brothers and sisters, as if it's already Ramadan. And and try to, your mindset now, you you shift your mindset from uh, any other time of the year into Ramadan from now. Do Qiyam al-Layl now. Read Quran or memorize Quran right away. Uh, uh, Pray the Sunnah prayer that you have neglected for a year plus right away and that will help you get into the mood of Ramadan on the top of that as I mentioned my brothers and sisters uh, Wallahi uh, my dear brother Ashraf nothing can beat addiction than righteous company yeah, and one of the top top and that, that's by the you know, forget about what the Quran said about good company forget about what the Prophet said about good, good friends and so on and so forth this is what actually experts of the field of addiction are saying unless you have the right surrounding the right people involved in helping you get rid of this addiction, the chances for you to, to, to become sober is so difficult. Mm. If you don't have a wife who knock your door whenever you're locking it, you know, whenever you, you isolate yourself, then you will not be able to break free from porn if you're addicted. Mm. If you don't have a, a, a good, sincere friend calling you during Fajr to wake you up, let's go pray together, let's get to the masjid, constantly mm. you will not be able to get rid of your addiction. So I, pornography, I always say pornography loves isolation mm. and hates productivity. So get busy and get into the right, the righteous, you know, company. And inshallah ta'ala, you'll be on your way to break free. I've realized that sometimes you're not just that, but other types of addictions or things that are taking over your mind. If you're busy, like you're occupied, you're productive, you don't have time to do certain things. Absolutely. You know, like sometimes meet up with your friends and like, you know, sometimes you meet up and they back Reading, we were talking about reading yeah. before, right? 
So reading, uh, it's one of the remedies that we give for porn addicts. Because uh, pornography basically, or any addiction basically, it's a very compulsive habit. Although there is a difference between habit and addiction, but we'll not get into that. But let's say that it is a very bad, difficult habit to break free from, right? So we tell the addicts, all right, let's replace that with something else that's beneficial and healthy. Uh, if you like sport, go go for you know for a walk. Uh, you don't like walking, jump into the pool. You don't like the gym, walk in the park. Alhamdulillah, Australia is blessed with a lot of parks everywhere. Do something physical because physical activities produce those hormones that are similar to that of the dopamine that can also provide you with some satisfaction. And as a result, you can stay away from the bad habit that we are targeting. Yeah, reading, reading every day. If you if you love to read the articles, read articles. You don't need to read those big chunk of books. Read anything that you like. Anything that can replace the addictive habit with something better. We just did an episode recently on reading, because um, like there's like, there's four of us in our group, and then one of us are big readers. One of us had st- still building the habit. Do you have any quick book recommendations you might give? You know. Oh man, you should have shoot this episode in my office, like you know, behind behind my, behind the library. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, most of my reading uh, are in the area of ha- building habits and porn addiction. At the like the past five years, a lot of us were reading like self development, and there's some Islamic books. So like, I think we recommended some books. One did uh, the subtle art of not giving a f, Mark Manson. One did Man's Search for Meaning. You know, Victor Frankl. We did Productive Muslim, Muhammad Shadis. So we gave like those kind of books. Do you have any recommendations so that you I, might... So I would first recommend my books and then... We <laughs> so yeah, I wrote a couple of books on porn addiction and habits in general. One is called Change and one is called uh, Beat It, 50 Plus Shades of Hope. And one is called Aware, that's the latest. Find out who you are without porn. And for the self-development, I, I created a book that uh, basically are quotes from uh, my lectures and uh, some of my mentors, I quoted them as well. It's called uh, Better Me. 365 so the, the quote is like lives of the stories yes yeah, every day. I, I left in that book a space for the readers to reflect and i was calling the readers to send me actually their quotes so i can make a part two so me reflecting on their quotes so it's better me yeah. uh, but if you want uh, i love uh, one of the books that i read uh, recently called the one thing so one the one thing. thing basically is focusing on uh finding your one thing that you are really passionate about Okay. And developing that, and read everything that you could on that particular one thing. Don't don't be distracted by doing everything here okay. and there, because that would be your expertise. And uh, uh, according to Brian Tracy, he said that if you read uh, on a particular field uh, one hour a day for five years, you actually become expert in that field. Subhanallah. So if you kept on reading on the same, is that the ten thousand hour rule? How many hours? Allah, I don't know. We got one year. You you read that one hundred. I read one hundred fifty to two hundred books a year. 150 to 200. Yes, and that's easy. I, I have a I have a course that I, I taught recently uh, called Read. Do you speed read? No, no, no. Not at all. 150. Yeah, all you Masha need is 45 Allah. minutes actually a day to read in order for you to smash 150 books. I read an hour, an hour and a half a day. I don't read that much. I don't. You don't count. I don't, you don't count. count. You don't count. If you read actually 45 minutes, like, I did the math. So yeah, maybe <laughs> it depends. Like some books are like 600, 700 yeah, of pages. Course, yeah. Of course, the, we're not talking about the, also the uh, scientific, uh, technical books that require more time yeah, to spend exactly. with. Are we talking about self-motivational yeah. books that can, uh, like 150, 200 pages?
So yeah, yeah, I'm teaching that course and uh, I did the maths, mashallah. You can actually smash 150 to 200 books if you read consistently for but 45. But is that worth it? Because like the quality over quantity kind of aspect? Is yeah. it worth to read, be reading 150 so, books? So, well? Yeah, absolutely. Look, the habit of reading every day is uh, something that you will never feel it's full right away when you start that habit. Exactly. And subhanAllah, like, I quote you now, Brian Tracy. I don't yeah. know how this came into my yeah. mind. I didn't write that quote before. Yeah. See, it so just comes randomly. It will come because yeah. you you built already. That's that's the power of our brain. If you keep on watching something haram, that image will come to you even in your salah. If you keep reading that which is which yeah, you are interested sure. on, also Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will send signals to these mm. you know neurotransmitters yeah. to remind you of these uh, quotes. And so uh, I've been doing this for years. Subhanallah, I hated reading growing up. Growing up, whoa! I hated reading. I I remember. I used to support that soccer team in Egypt and uh, they had this magazine I used to buy every Thursday. I used to take money from my dad around to the stalls and get that magazine. Not to read the read, but to cut the photos of the players and hang around and all the words would be thrown in the trash. I hated reading growing up. So, so subhanAllah, I need to do a lot of effort to yeah. get into that. And I, I actually be, I've been mentored by people. To help me develop that habit that I had. Now. Someone here in Perth, or no, you did a course online? They're actually non-Muslims okay. majority. It's, but it's, it's a were, reading habit. They were, yeah, I, I was interested to read because I, I'm now uh, I was planning to uh, to uh, to teach Islam and that required reading, you know, studying yeah. and, and learning. So I, I was struggling to read, and Alhamdulillah, I ended up teaching people how to read. And my, we were planning to go to Sydney actually recently to teach that course on site. So I taught that course online. Okay. And Alhamdulillah, it was very successful. The feedback was great. And then uh, because of COVID and whatnot, yeah. we were not able to fly. But actually, reading is one of the things that I teach my clients to get rid of their addiction to pornography. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's beautiful. I wanted to talk to you because I was reading recently, you know, Imam Ghazali's book, Breaking of the Two Desires. Yes. And he speaks about uh, the hadith where it says, like, if you protect what is between the two lips and your private parts, you'll be guaranteed yeah. Jannah. And he says, like, his interpretation was, it's the stomach. So, and he says the stomach feeds into other types of desires. When you're full and you feel that desire, your sexual appetite increases and your memory decreases, stuff like that. Is that something you kind of push for as well, to not be full, to not feed into other desires in your life? Absolutely. The Prophet said the worst of, of containers to fill is your stomach. SubhanAllah. He, ha he has a point. Mm. And uh, SubhanAllah, we, we don't... You know, uh, there is an organization uh, in, in America called, uh, I think, Fight, Fight the New Drugs. Fight the New Drug. Talking yeah. about pornography addiction. And they have, mashallah, a lot of uh, information uh, about porn addiction, how to help yourself and so on. And uh, they have also merchandise, uh, you know, T-shirts and stuff like that. And they came up with this beautiful... Uh, uh, slogan? Yeah, a slogan called um, Consider Before Consumer. Okay. And they're not talking about yeah. consumption of food. They're talking about also your, your mind. Your mind gets consumed by something. Mm -hmm. Your eyes. Your uh, Sheikh Ahmed Didat, may Allah have mercy on him. Mm -hmm. I remember in the famous debate with uh, Jimmy Swaggart. If you remember, mm -hmm. uh, he said, uh, "If you if you eat junky, you'll become junky. If you read junky stuff, your mind will become junky." And I say that if you look at junky stuff, your entire life will become junky. Yeah. Because the eyes, the Prophet said, Sorry. is the arrows from the shaitan. shaitan yeah. And shaitan, shaitan don't want to yani, 
befriend you. Shaitan wants to destroy you completely. And you know sometimes when you look at something you shouldn't, there's all thoughts that automatically come to your head. And you can either kill it straight away by saying Astaghfirullah, or you can just make it grow and grow and grow. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So do you think, because like I know sometimes when you feed other desires in your life, like sometimes now we want to buy something, we buy it. We want to mm. eat a certain food, we eat it. Mm. We want to watch a certain TV show, we do it. And like sometimes mm. we'll... Just follow our desire. Always. Does that kind of have also an effect on feeding wallahi, into your... Wallahi, true. Look, Umar ibn Khattab was walking by and he saw one of the great companions. I just forgot his name. And he was carrying a piece of meat, halal meat. Halal. Yeah. And Umar ibn Khattab told him, what is it that you're carrying? He said, Ishtahaytuha, meaning I desired it. So I bought it. Yeah. So Umar ibn Khattab, yani, what is wrong with that? If I mm -hmm. bought from you guys yeah, yeah. halal stuff, Why not? Well, what's the harm? Yeah. It's halal, it's permissible. But look at Umar ibn Khattab and his intelligence. Mm -hmm. He said, is it that every time you desire something, you go for it, you purchase it? Look at the look at the uh, the quick thinking that he he realized that this companion is now following his desire. It's not about permissible to eat it or not. It's about uh, how about controlling yourself, even if you want to do this, so that when when things when the haram comes. We don't go for it as well. So you discipline yourself on the easy stuff. So Absolutely. when the hard comes, you can't, your yeah. brain's used to it. Similarly, brother, those who don't pray the sunnah prayers, the sunnah, the optional mm. prayers of the Prophet and the so sunnah rawatib, two before yeah. Fajr and so on, uh, it's easy for them to give up the obligatory. That's true. But yeah. when, when, you can, when you look upon the sunnah, uh, the action of the Prophet Muhammad so as so if they are obligatory, yeah, there's no way e for you even, to leave the obligatory. Even back then, like when the the deen was first like revealed at the Prophet's time. There was no sunnah, there was no wajib, there was no fard. It was just you had to do. Absolutely. You know, so it was normal to pray four before the and four after and stay long hours and pray eight after Isha and stuff like that. Especially in Ramadan, it's kind of a beautiful time to build those habits. Yes, you know? that's the time. That's yeah. the starting point. I always say Ramadan is the starting point to make a change. Mm. There was a man by the name of Abu Mihjan al-Thaqafi. Abu Mihjan al-Thaqafi, may Allah be pleased with him, he was flogged couple of times because of his addiction to alcohol mm -hmm. and Ramadan was the starting point for him to quit that alcohol in, in the battle of Al-Qadisiyah one of the greatest battles in Islam and he broke free from his addiction on that uh, time and it was Ramadan so take that as a motivation for you that Ramadan is the month where I will break free from any bad habit mm -hmm. and by the way the things that lead us to hardcore pornography are the what, what, what we look at today as innocent Innocent movies, innocent TV series, innocent sitcom, innocent uh, Muslim song, mm. innocent video clips. We look at these things and they became the norm. Mm. And those little kisses and little uh, undressed and little this and little that, they accumulate in our brain. And then at the end, uh, addiction escalates as, as usual. Addiction escalates. And as a result, you go for the hardcore later. So eliminate the haram from its root. Mm. Don't just say a little bit, a little bit here and there. Yeah, it's a killer. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You just go away from the haram and your life will be pure and shine. Prevention is better than the cure. But I know for me, like, there's there's different things that affect different people. Me or social media. Because whenever you're scrolling, you're not conscious of what you're doing. Sometimes when you watch a movie, you're very focused in the moment because you're trying to enjoy the movie. But social media, it's like your your brain's just doing things and you're not thinking. So sometimes you look and you're like, I shouldn't be looking. But it's just your brain. And I think social media just 
planter for other people, you know, so something you have to be conscious of. Just like I always tell my students, uh, use it when you need it. Uh, when, when, when you want it to, to add values to people, use it, no yeah. problem. But don't stay there scrolling your life away. Just browsing people's photos and what they have ate, eaten somewhere yeah. and, uh, and wasting your life just, you know, wishing to be them and, uh, and then uh, living a depressive uh, life, you know. Yeah. Well, because you've read some habit books and stuff, I wanted to ask you about Ramadan. How can people? How would you encourage people to build the right habits and also like eliminate the bad habits? So build the right habits and eliminate the bad habits. How would you people? How would you recommend people in the month of Ramadan? I would recommend people to start with the essentials. Like if you are if you are living a, a really uh, a life that's far away from Islam, and you wanted to make Ramadan the starting point. Start with the essentials. Mm. Number one, remember that Islam is the most important thing in your life. Sah. So be serious. Yeah. If you're not serious about your deen, what else are you going to be serious about? Number two, establish a very good, strong connection with the Quran. Because the Quran is the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to us for a reason. Not just to put it on the shelf, not only to recite it beautifully, but also to follow and to implement its teaching. Umar ibn Khattab will never move from one ayah to another until he implement the previous one. Implementation. Yeah? Uh, why do you say, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressing the believer, why do you say that which you don't act upon? Islam is an action-oriented religion. So be serious about it. Build a very serious connection with the Quran and always be in the company of the righteous and always be among the uh, scholars of the deen, the people who will teach you your deen. And then subhanAllah Azim, uh, our mashayikh told us, if you don't have a daily word, word means daily portion of ibadah, whether that ibadah, for example, is reciting the Quran consistently every day, whether you read five ayat a day or one page or even more, or two rak'ah tahajjud, you don't have yeah. to go for 20 or 100, two rak'ah tahajjud, witter prayer before you sleep, all these acts, you have to build them now so that you can maintain them after Ramadan. The main purpose of Ramadan is to establish or to develop taqwa, God consciousness, to be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to be aware within your heart that Allah is watching you so you will never do anything stupid. That's, that's the main purpose. That's what taqwa is. Taqwa is to build a barrier between yourself and anything that angers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's taqwa. Ali ibn Abi, uh, Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anhu arda, he said taqwa is al-khawfu min al-jaleel to fear Allah and his punishment wal-amalu bil-tanzeel and to implement the Quran wal-rida bil-qaleel and to be content and happy with what Allah had given you even if it's small wal-istadadu li-yawmin-raheel and to be ready for the day of departure, death. That's taqwa. So the month of Ramadan was made compulsory upon us so that we can develop taqwa. For what? For after Ramadan. Yani developing taqwa, the, the, Ramadan is the training camp. Yeah. Now the match, the real match, yeah. the real competition will start after Ramadan. So, Next 11 months. So take those acts of worship. You know, mashallah, we have a lot of people, even uh, Muhammad Faris, may Allah bless him. Amen. In his book, he, he shows us how to uh, build up those uh, small, small activities. And they have these forms. You yeah. can download them for free. They have this habit tracking yeah. and stuff like that in Ramadan. They use it. Get it done now and start doing those activities slowly, slowly. And as soon as one of these habits or one of these activities become part of who you are, becomes like sticky habit, then increase. If uh, from two rakat to go for four and so on and so forth.
kind of stuff. It's like you, you've heard Atomic Habits by James Clear. Absolutely. Yeah, it talks about like your identity. So you don't build the habit as like, I want to read. It's like, build it's not the, a burden. Yeah. Become a reader. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't just work out, become like an athlete, become yes. someone who works out. Absolutely. It's all about your identity. So inshallah, Ramadan's a month where we kind of all progress that way. So it's kind of makes it easier. Ameen. You know, it's a, there's blessings in the air. Allah, yani, us to reach the month of Ramadan and, uh, and to witness its blessing and rewards and all of us. I wanted to quickly go back to the reading okay. because if some people don't go and watch your organization, your advice, how would people be able to read more frequently and more books? Because you said 45 minutes a day, you could read quite a bit of books. Yep. yep. Uh, some people, they don't like reading itself. Like they, they, they don't like to hold books and sit and all that. So I advise them to go for PDF or would you uh, recommend ebooks? Yeah, I recommend it. I, I read all books, meaning I read physical books. I love them the most. And I also read ebooks. I also listen to books, audio books. Yeah. So, wh whichever way you love to do, my brothers and sisters, just do the job. Mm. If you hate the physical books, uh, my friend, for example, Muhammad Atallah, shout out for my <laughs> friend. Uh, he said that he feel like throwing up when he sees books. SubhanAllah. But he likes to no, like listen. But he, <laughs> but he likes to listen to audiobooks, which yeah. is fine. Uh, Sheikh Muhammad Sharif, the same. Yeah. Sheikh Muhammad Sharif is a big reader. Uh, he listens to books rather than reading. Uh, and he listens even while playing games, he said. So yeah. <laughs> that's not so my style. Yeah. But whatever works for you to en enrich your, your mind with, with uh, beneficial knowledge. Because reading is like you're hiring a mentor for free. Mm. It's like Many people, with you. I always talk about mentors. I was blessed to meet mashayikh and mentors and supervisors in my life who have impacted me and shaped my personality. But subhanAllah, many people contact me. You always talk about mentors. Now, we don't have money to hire the mentors as if I hired all those mentors. I said, no, mentors are available in any bookstore, bro. Any bookstore, they're yeah. the cheapest. The $20. Yeah. You just, they are lying there telling you to please, begging you to get. So whichever field you'd like to know about, go and grab couple of books not only one and read 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 and make it a habit and wallahi your brain is the most sophisticated machine allah had created for us to adopt new habits yeah. so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this way once you start the habit a pathway in your brain will be created for that particular habit and guess what without even effort the brain will remind you that it's reading time so how does the 45 minutes work is there anything special about it or is it just read Bismillah 45? Just read on your own pace. And the, 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 yani the technique is to, uh, uh, with your index, with, with your, your finger, finger yeah, exactly. to, to get a bit of uh, speed, a little bit associated yeah. with it. But uh, we divided, again, I don't, for, I don't remember the exact equation we did, but 45 minutes, uh, if you read a book worth of 150, 200 pages uh, every day, 45 minutes, you can smash 100 plus books a year do the maths yani with um, uh, i don't remember i don't want to mislead people yeah, but that course. was that was the uh, uh the maths that we did and uh, and this is actually the list that i do now for myself every year i actually have more than 150 on my list do you have a favorite book or favorite books that's different uh, sometimes the what was my favorite became something different and uh, the, the books that i hated became my favorite it depends on the time and uh, the need but there are some books that I'm reading now and I'm preparing a workshop on it. The Miracle, the miracle 5 a.m., yeah, The Miracle five, Morning, yeah. and uh, 5 a.m. Club. So I'm actually collecting all these books because now secular scholars are writing about the importance mm. of 
the morning. The morning. Yeah. And how productive a person should be in the in the early hours of the day. Where the Prophet said, 100, 1,400 years ago, that Ju'ilat, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala made blessings to happen or to occur in the early hours of the day for my Ummah. So the Prophet talked Salah about Salah. that. Yeah. Once Fajr is over, the day has started. And by the way, two of my books were written after Fajr. SubhanAllah. An hour after Fajr. That's it. In one day? Of course. Okay. Yeah, like, brother, uh, every day after Fajr. We don't want to <laughs> mislead the people. Yeah, I what I mean is that every day yeah. for a period of time, three, four months, yeah. I smashed, Mashallah. a beat it was written for three, four months. The content was yeah. there. But to sit and to uh, organize your thoughts and organize the chapters and so on, mm. one hour after Fajr for three, four months. Yeah. I know for me personally, I used to have like a strong morning routine. And as soon as I did, it used to kind of like, it used to just be a lifestyle. It wasn't like a habit. I didn't have to be conscious about it. Get up in the morning and you always feel good about it. Absolutely. Everyone else that like works in the morning, they always know like the morning is it's a different feeling. You feel more productive, feel better about yourself. Yeah. You can finish many things before you even meet your friends at work like you know, all yeah. your friends uh say good morning the coffee and you feel that their eyes are red and yeah. tired and exhausted oh uh, you you finished the book you published a book you 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 sold the book yeah all this just because of one hour because the blessing is precise priceless yeah, yeah. subhanallah now that's very good there's some strong takeaways and i think a lot of people like because like you like the first um topic we spoke about with porn addiction and masturbation and like issues like this that a lot of people trying to overcome and if you guys don't have someone to go to you should contact aware academy because a lot of times people even though we have someone like a brother or a sister or a family friend or something sometimes we don't have the confidence to go and do it but even if you like see how i say break down a habit to make a like two minute rule the five minute which break it down even if you can just send the message to aware academy and then see how it goes from there because sometimes sending that essay or sending that voice memo yeah. or the long email is hard so even if you just say salams I, even, I need uh, some quick advice. Yeah. Even my brother, uh, we have this group counseling on Zoom. Uh, a person can enter actually the room. Uh, anonymous. Anonymous. Yeah. Uh, write SZ or whatever you yeah. want to write. And uh, and we have one day will be, inshallah, on the 3rd of May will begin. Uh, and that's the first week, I think, inshallah. of Ramadan or something like that. Yeah. Like a it's the like third week, I think, because yeah, 12th so Ramadan. We've we the first group ever. Yeah. Okay. We haven't done group counseling before. Uh, prior to this, we uh, used to uh, have one-on-one counseling session mm. but it's very time consuming as, as you can imagine yeah. uh, there's 42 billion people visited a, a single porn website in 2019 so you can imagine the number of so people are addicted 42 yeah. billion we have 7 billion people on earth subhanallah so uh, this is the first group counseling and we have one one group counseling for men one mm. for women the next day That's so beautiful. 3rd of May and 4th of May inshallah. if you wish inshallah you can drop us an email in yeah. I'll put it in the bio, inshallah. Sure. That'll be very good. You know, especially I've seen the benefits of like Alcohol Anonymous. Like it's been around since the 1920s, and you can kind of see that, inshallah, it's needed in the Muslim community. So this will be beautiful. Jazakallah. Jazakallah khairan for coming on the episode. Thank you for having me. All the best. All the best. Jazakallah khairan, everyone. Remember to like, comment,